Welcome to another episode of Forever Faithful Podcast. I'm Brandon Farino, joined by my co-host, Christian Dyer. How are we going? How are we doing today, Christian? Um, how's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. All right, today we're going to uh, re- basically go over the draft and um, what we think about the draft and who they picked. Uh, you want to go ahead and start off, Christian? Um, yeah, so where are we starting at? Um, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about the draft? Um, like through the whole, oh, okay, yeah, so round. okay, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't have any problem with it. I mean, I, I'm, I was definitely excited that we, uh, that we got Lance. Um, I'm excited to, uh, see where we go with it. Um, the other guys, you know, not not knowing so much about him, I um, I probably would rate it to give him a B as of now, just because I kind of want to see um, how these um, these guys turn out and where it goes. Um, they could be some like diamond in the rough kind of guys. Um, I would say though, even though I didn't think we needed to draft a running back high, I, I like the Trey Sermon pick. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I was a fan of his when he was at Oklahoma, even before he went to Ohio State, uh, I like the way he runs the ball. And you know, any running back from Oklahoma is pretty good <laughs> anyway. And then, um, so I, I guess because I I didn't maybe know too much about all the guys, I have to I kind of have to see how how they how it um, turns out. So as of now, I would give him a B, and. Um, just kind of go from there and see um, how where <clears throat> how well we uh, they do. Um, I think like the corner, from what I'm hearing, can uh, could have easily been a higher pick. So he easily could turn out yeah. to be pretty good, and he um, he played pretty pretty well. Um, it was nice to hear um, to see and to, and to see that that uh, lineman we took in the second round. Um, hasn't really given up any sacks <laughs> in his career in, in college. So I'm excited to see how um, how well he plays. Shout out to our uh, fellow guys, Fortnite's Hive, Demo. What's going on, guys? What up? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to say I give him a like an, an A. Um, I, f- I feel like uh, the quarterback was perfect draft pick, especially for number three, especially with all the hype about Mac Jones and everything. Um, we were freaking excited when Trey Lance was called. Um, and then uh, just like you, I was kind of ex- surprised uh, that we did draft running backs for how deep our running back um, death chart is already. Um, I'm really surprised we did. And not not just with just one running back, we drafted two, so I was kind of kind of shocked there. Um, I like I like uh, our corner that we got, um, Ambry Thomas. He looks like a freaking stud. Um, so, the Hive thoughts on no wide receivers taken? What do you think, Christian? See, that's that's the one thing I was I thought was crazy. I'm like. Are they not worried about a receiver because they expect Jalen Hurd to be healthy? Um, 
you know, we have a really good receiving core as it is. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. uh, Kyle is already happy with our receiver receiver core because um, we have our top guys and then we still need to re- fill in the receiver three. But, uh, you know, we have heard um, we still got Joan Jennings. Um, mm-hmm. I think there was another guy I can't remember, but I think we have enough guys that they feel comfortable. We didn't need to draft um, one. Um, but the more I think about it, the more um, maybe Kyle thought uh, because of the injuries to running back, it was more important. And possibly um, because of the fact that he did decide to go with a guy like Lance, he was trying to to build it in a way that would fit Lance uh, better. Because mm-hmm. um, I think Ser- Sermon's a kind of guy, um, I think, who can um, play well with a guy like Lance. Because if I remember right, I think Sermon played with uh, Kyler Murray. I think when Murray was there, he played with him and then transferred afterwards. I think so if I remember right, I think he played with Kyler Murray. So I think the fact that the kind of guy Sermon is um, is why we maybe went running back like that. And then I just think the no receivers has to be the, where he that Kyle's already happy with our, our receiver room. That's the only thing that makes sense to me because there are so many great receivers we could have taken that I, that I think would have been just absolutely fantastic on our team that you know that we didn't get so it kind of it kind of surprised me we didn't take one but the more i think about it i guess it makes sense yeah before nine ties said do all running backs only have one year left on their contracts aside from the rookies i think raheem does i know i feel like raheem does i thought jeff wilson just got an extension didn't he could have sworn let me see. Um, yeah, I. I mean, I would have, I have to look. I'm looking that up right now. It's interesting. Um, does does that tell us though that Kyle doesn't trust the running back room? Is it because of injuries, or is it just because he thinks he can win with anybody and he wants somebody cheap? To be honest with you, I feel like. I feel like with Raheem, because especially you know he got hurt multiple times, um, especially last season. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. him drafting a running back, I think that's one of the reasons why. I don't Tells think it really has want- to do with uh, contracts. I think mm-hmm. it's the injuries for sure. See, but to me, I think it's injuries, but it kind of tells us he doesn't – they don't want to pay a running back bigger money. You know, you get you get running backs on a sure. rookie contract. You don't – if you got running backs asking for big money, you, you can easily say, sorry, we, we don't want to pay the big money. Because, mm-hmm. like, depending on how long we have Mostert, say Mostert does have a big year, but our rookies play well too. Mm-hmm. You know, we can just say, hey, you know, you're you're a great guy, but we can't pay you this because we got to pay other players. Because the way you have to look at it is in Kyle's offense, running backs are just play great. So running backs are expendable in a, in, Shanahan, in a Shanahan offense because he's going to make any so- running back good because of the holes in the scheme. So maybe we're not so worried about having a like a big contract for running back because we want to pay the like our other positions and a running back is going to be good no matter who it is. Yeah. So that's so probably I'm the way they were it. thinking. I'm looking at it too. Raheem um, signed a three-year contract back in 2019, 
So he still has another year left. So that would be 2022, okay. correct? Yeah. And then okay, so, um, uh, Jeff Wilson signed a one-year. Okay, so. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff Wilson signed a one-year. Because I think we brought Jeff Wilson for, you know, the red zone and third down guy because he's, you know, more yeah. power back. And uh, I guess with Sermon, you get a little bit of both. So uh-huh. maybe that's why, you know, Kyle likes Sermon. Um, but at the same time, that guy we drafted um, out of, was it Louisiana? Yeah, he, um, he he's a he's a speed guy, just like just like Mostert. So are they saying, oh, well, we'll get this speed guy, and he can do the same thing Mostert does? Yep. Um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this year, um, too, uh, which is what we were talking about, Elijah Mitchell. I think I feel like yeah, exactly what you're saying. He's a speed guy for sure, um, and I feel like. I feel like the two running backs, Trey Sermon and Elijah Mitchell, are going um, to be in competition with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moser, mostly. And, and if if they don't get beat out by Moser and, and Wilson, I say they'll probably be three and four instead of Jamichael Hasty. Uh, okay, so I just I was just thinking about this. Do we know how well Elijah Mitchell can catch the ball? Because if you think about it maybe we don't just draft Mitchell just to play running back with that kind of speed. Mm-hmm. He can completely open the offense with lining him up he could. wide with end arounds and the way we run the offense with different, different ways. So he could easily, if he can catch the ball, we could put him at receiver three in different packages. That's why yeah. I'm like, I don't, I haven't done enough research on him. So I'm, I'm almost wondering if I need to go and look and see how well he catches the ball. Cause I feel like if yeah. he's, if he catches the ball, well, they instead of taking a receiver, they took him because of that freaking speed. Because if he can catch uh-huh. the ball, that um, then we, and we can line him up at receiver. That would make a lot of sense with the way um, with all the motions and the way we run with the end arounds and different things with his speed. Yeah. Because if he gets a hole, if he gets one of those holes that Debo has, because he's so much faster, you know, Debo's going to run guys over. For freaking Elijah Morgan to run right by him. With that, with that freaking blazing speed. So that's why I'm like, maybe their their thoughts are lining that guy up at receiver because if you think about it too, Jalen Hurd was originally a running back and he's supposed to be playing receiver. So they look at him as a Jalen Hurd type guy or more as just another running back in case most of it gets hurt. Well, I was going to say, because I think we were just talking, we were talking about this in the group chat as well. Um, we're talking about kick returner and punt returner even. Take over uh, Richie James' uh, spot. That makes sense. Yeah, if he's got good um, good vision, that speed's gonna gonna carry over well. Mm-hmm. That's gonna help out a lot. Um, but what what do we think about Aaron Banks? Mike McGl- Mike McGlinchey was high on him because he played with him in Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. So people say he has really quick feet. Um, do you? You think uh, he's going to be a starter this this season when the season starts? Um, because of the guard position, is probably our weakest position on the line. There's a good chance he could. Um, yeah. I don't know if he'd play play left or right, but it would make sense maybe to put him with McGlinchey. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe McGlinchey having that could make help him play a little bit better. Oh, yeah, exactly. Being more comfortable. Um, yeah. But again, you know, you know, it, we're not sure that um, are the left side showed up either because of the inconsistency um, with um, is it Tomlinson, Lincoln to Lake and Tomlinson, right? That's yeah, Lincoln Tomlinson. Yeah. Guard. You know the fact that you know it doesn't completely seem like he gels well with Williams. So do we put Tomlinson on the other side and maybe start Brooks on the on the on the left. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see um, how it goes because is it who's the other who's our other guard? Is it Brunskill? Who's the other it's, guard? Uh, who's yeah. So the right guard is uh, Tomlinson. No, he's a left guard. Lincoln. He, he, is he left guard? Tomlinson, yeah, he, yeah he, he plays. He plays with um, on the on the side with Williams. So he's he's okay. the left guard. So I think the I think the right guard it's Brunskill. I think. Mm-hmm. And then McGlinchey's the right the right tackle. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see for sure because, uh, like you said. It's we need that that upgrade for sure to help us out. Um, and then what I wanted to ask you is with drafting Emery Thomas um, and having Verrett and Mosley at the ends, where do you see him fitting in? You think you think he's going to be uh, a corner, or you think he's going to be more like he could probably play like a, a free safety or something like? Well- isn't he a isn't he a smally smaller bodied guy, or is he? Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I from watching some of the tape, to me it looks like he's probably a smaller bodied guy. So I don't, I don't see you having a smaller bodied guy play safety. That's true. Um. So, because I mean, he covered really well when he did play. Uh, I think it was twenty nineteen. He has yeah. the really good film for Michigan. So, um, and didn't he win? Uh, did he win like defensive or um, player of the year for the for the Big Ten or something like that in 2019? I think I saw something uh-huh. where he he was like the best one of the best um, considered one of the best defensive players in 2019 for the Big Ten. So um, so that, and then maybe it was 2018. I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019 when they said it. Maybe it was his uh, rookie season, they said, or his freshman season with Michigan that he played really well. So 2017. Um, whatever year it was, because I think they said he's had injury issues um, later yeah. on, but I think he won Big Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year his freshman year. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, he's also six foot, by the way. Okay. How, what, foot, what's his weight at? 183 pounds. Okay, yeah. Okay, so he's he, yeah. he's not super small, but I Mm-mm. I could see um, with his coverage skills yeah. though, they probably they probably put him at 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 uh, as a nickel guy. Mm-hmm. He'll probably start out at nickel just because I think we're probably good at the ends. But it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he beats out uh, Mosley, um, and Mosley plays plays inside. It'll just be interesting to see because I think he's a guy that can probably come in and start because it seems yeah. like he's a guy that easily could have went a lot sooner than when we where we got him um, mm-hmm. under different circumstances. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how well he does um, 
during training camp. Maybe we'll hear more during that time of how well he's doing and where they're going to put him. Because um, as of now, I think we're fine at safety. If Tart and, and Ward are healthy, I mean, we're those guys are great safeties. They've been there yeah, a long time. Cool, um, I'm not really worried about safety as long as they're healthy. And I think we still have um, – is Marcel Harris – he's still with us too, right, as our, other, our backup safety? Yeah, he's he he's is. our other safety. Yeah, and he, I like him. I like him too. So I think I feel like bringing back all the all the guys um, for that. I think I think we're fine at safety. It's just really I'm more worried about um, I'm more worried about corner to kind of see um, who we got yeah. at nickel because that I'm a little bit worried about about covering the slot. You know, with the nickel guys, um, especially uh, with the speed that our division has at receiver. So it's going to be very interesting to see how how well we um, can cover that. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, real quick, that, uh, I just want to shout out Hung Fat. Thank you for subscribing, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, bro. But, um, uh, oh, what do you um, from a couple of the videos that we saw from um, everybody posting about? Uh, the safety from USC, um, Talona Huganga, I think I pronounced his name right. Um, a couple of the the films I that I saw on Twitter that people keep posting, he looks like a freaking stud, man. I'm actually I mean, excited to see what he has. I mean, I always, as much as I hate USC, um, any defensive player coming out of USC, I always give them the benefit of the doubt that they're probably going to be good players in the NFL. Like yeah. they have had trouble lately with developing talent, but normally they a lot like defensively they they do really well in in um in in talent. I mean the Pac-12 in general get, you know, they have a lot of good defensive talent. So, yeah. Um I'm excited I mean I'm excited to see how how well he is, you know, he does look pretty good. Um you know, I've heard that he he's worked he's done a lot a lot of work with Paul Amalu, being a USC guy and a Paul and um, Polynesian. So I, I guess he has like a close um, relationship with Paul Amalu, which says a lot because Paul Amalu is yeah. one of the greatest safeties of all time. So if that's the kind of guy he's working with, yeah, then <laughs> I'm ex- I'm excited to see uh, uh, what he might uh, turn into. Um, but I think he'll. He'll be good because I, I like the guys that he's going to be, you know, working with with uh, Ward and Tart. So I think that'll that'll yeah. um, really pay off with having those kind of guys with him in the locker room because you remember though they were mid. Um, I think Tart was a mid round guy. Um, I remember drafting him. I think he was what we got him fourth round. Was it third or fourth round we got Tart? So yeah. you know, and then I think Ward might have been earlier, but it, um, but still like. He might have been second round, um, but still, like they're you know second to fourth round guys, um, so I think uh, they'll they'll be good uh, teachers for him, and I think uh, he'll put, he'll be really well because a lot of those guys that come out of USC they normally you know do pretty well, so yeah, um, it'll be fun to see see how that that turns out. Yeah, um, so I want to. Kind of want to move uh, forward back to the quarterback position because um, everybody's been talking about it. Um, I kind of want to get your opinion on uh, what's gonna 
what do you think is going to happen this year? And um, do you see Trey Lance starting any time this season at all? Okay, so I think, I mean, there's what there's kind of what I want to see happen, and there's kind of what might actually happen. But let me start off with like what I want to see happen is I'd like to I'd like to see Jimmy start. Um, I'd like to see like Lance get some some time watching a little bit and um, get better. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'd like to see Jimmy start. To be honest, I'd like to see Jimmy ball out. Um, uh, I, I mean, Me I think because I think that we I think that uh, Kyle feels comfortable starting Lance. Uh, but I, I want to see Jimmy ball out because I feel like if Jimmy balls out and Kyle still wants to play Lance, if, if Jimmy balls out and is playing really great, I'm hoping that by the time the trade deadline comes around, Jimmy's value goes up. You know, mm-hmm. say a team a team's really pretty good and they're doing really well and they lose their quarterback or something to injury, you know, then Jimmy's value goes up even more. And if he's playing really, really good, his, his value goes up even more. So it's like – I know it's a kind of circumstantial thing, but I'm hoping maybe there's something where his – his value goes up and we can get even more for him um, come trade mm-hmm. deadline. Um, and that, that's what I want to see, but what could happen is Jimmy kind of, Jimmy might play well, but he, he might still have, a, you know, just a kind of the middle of the pack season. If he, and not yep. a great one. Um, then I think Lance comes in sooner because I feel like Jimmy's on a short leash. So if Jimmy starts messing up and not not playing as well as he as he should, and and you you can kind of see the frustration from Kyle on the sideline because he does, you can kind of tell. I think you get um, he is. So I think what I think is going to happen is Jimmy's going to play, you know, good but not great, and then I think mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks they're going to be like, okay, we're going to put in the kid and see how he does. Um, uh, um all I was going to say is, uh, so. I was I was listening to KMBR today, and um, they were mentioning how um, Jimmy was on uh, one of the CBS sports shows on the radio, and he's basically saying, you know, he's excited to teach the kid um, everything, and you know, mentor him, and you know, he's not taking offense to it, and you know, that he was happy uh, that Kyle and John let him know that they were drafting a quarterback in the draft this year, and. Um, He's not he's not mad at all about it. And he says that he knows that he's gonna have competition. Um, you know, and he's excited to do to, you know, compete with Trey Lance and the OTAs and everything. So I mean what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean Jimmy's a great guy. We all know the kind of guy he is, so um yeah. I wouldn't expect any, anything less from the kind of guy that Jimmy is for him to uh to be cool with it and to take Lance under his wing. But I I'm very int- intrigued in the, in the sense that this is the first time I feel like Jimmy's got to compete. Like he's got something um, pushing him because it, it can go both ways. It can go, he falters and, and the pressure gets to him or he plays better than he's ever played before because of the pressure and the know that he could lose his job at any time. Um, it's kind of yeah. like the way Alex Smith played when Kaepernick was there breathing down his neck. That like Smith yeah, was having the best. True. He's having the best season of his career before that dang concussion, and um, he should, lost his job to have, uh... to injury. But he was having the best season of his career, and then you know he gets hurt, and then Cap takes over from there. 
So Hunk Fat says, will Jimmy be more like Alex Smith with Cap or Tom Brady with Jimmy? Um, I, I would think more Alex Smith with Cap. I mean, Tom Brady um, was more the quarterback and the guy, and he felt threatened um, by Jimmy. Well, rightfully so, I guess, because Bill was ready to move on. And then, you know, Tom kind of went and went to um, went to the owner and overstepped Bill. So that's kind of how that happened there. So I think I definitely think it's more Alex Smith with Cap because it can go like either, like I said, it can go two ways. Either the, uh, Jimmy uh, crumbles under the pressure or he excels from the pressure. So we're kind of going to have to yeah. see. But either way, Jimmy's not going to be there for more than a year. So it's really just going to be is Jimmy having the best year of his career, like best season of his career as long as he doesn't get hurt he'll probably stay in like if even if we're if we're winning and jimmy's playing great he's gonna he's gonna play the whole season i i can yeah. guarantee i can i'm pretty sure that if he's playing great great and mm-hmm. he'll play the whole season unless like the niners trade him because they're such a great offer but if he's playing great and we're winning games and we're like you know there's what 17 games so say we're 13 and 4 14 and 3 something like mm-hmm. that um then you know um Jimmy's going to – he'll start he'll start the playoffs and everything unless he gets traded. And then after the season, he'll probably get moved, um, depending on how well we do in the playoffs as well. Um, but, you know, if he does struggle and he's not doing as well, then Lance is going to come in and we're going to kind of see where it goes from there. Okay. Uh, Marvin says, what do you think uh, the odds are if the uh, Niners are trying to get A-Rod? And he says, I don't think the door is shut on that. Um, I we're talking about this on the draft show on the 49ers high podcast. And like we said before, uh, with them trying to get a rod, uh, it's going to cost too much. And that means like Nick Bosa or George Kittle, somebody big on our team. And I don't think it's worth it. Plus, like I said before with having Aaron Rodgers, yeah, well, well, we could win the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, the team that we have too, but you think about it, you I'd probably say maybe two, three, possibly. And if you look at Trey Lance, we have a lot more time to win more Super Bowls or you know, and compete basically, you know. Uh A Rod's coming to his time to where he's gonna retire pretty soon, I feel like. I mean, yeah, he's at the end of his career and you don't give up what it costs to give up for a guy that's at the end of his career. You just don't, it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not worth it. Like it's not worth up giving a big player or something like if we could get freaking, if we could have got him for cheap, fine. Like if we could still get him now for cheap and let him play and, and let uh, Lance sit behind him for a few years because he's so like, he's a great quarterback. Then yeah. But I mean, you're not going to give up what they want. They're going to ask for it which mm-hmm. is just they're going to ask too much. It's like, yeah, he's the, the you know coming off an MVP season, but he also only has a couple of years left, and you're not going to give up a crap ton of um, capital for two to three years. I mean, don't get me wrong. We'd probably win the Super Bowl with, a, with freaking Rodgers because, I mean, he's never had a defense. <laughs> I mean, if you look at all his freaking playoff games, the like NFC championships, he's lost. His defense has given up at 35, 40, 45 points. So I don't see yeah. why we would win a Super Bowl with Rodgers, but they're not going to just give up all that just for one or two Super Bowls. And 
you mean, yeah, it'd be nice. And I, I don't mind. I would, for me, I just want one Super Bowl. I'm cool with just one, <laughs> just one. And then same. I'm good. But at the same time, you got to think of the way that the team's thinking and they're not going to do it. And I, yeah, I think there's only a few teams that are willing to get like, honestly, the, the best chance for the, um, the Packers to hit gold is to freaking get the, um, get the uh, Raiders to do it. Cause the Raiders are the, the most gullible team to do it. Like, Gruden will just give up the farm for Rodgers. And you know he will. Yep. He'll just give up the farm yep. for Rodgers regardless if he only has him for a couple of years. And that's probably the best bet because then the, the Packers can get uh, get Derek Carr and then they don't have to play Jordan Love because obviously they don't want to. So they can get Jordan – they can play Carr and, and not have to um, play Love still. So that's probably their best bet. But, I mean, it depends on what's going to happen because Green Bay is kind of – the more stubborn franchise in the NFL, they do things in a very certain way. They're very like cerebral, methodical franchise. So they, they're not going to handle the situation the way some franchises do. So I wouldn't expect anything. We have no idea what's going to happen because of the fact it's green Bay and the way they do things like yeah. Rogers might just end up retiring and going to do jeopardy. I'm thinking he's going to because, uh, I mean, Green Bay already said they don't want to trade him at all. They want him to stay and play with uh, play this season. And Aaron Rodgers is like, no, like, I want to be traded. And even if they do trade him, uh, they're not going to trade him in the into the NFC still. They, they're going to probably trade him to the AFC. Yep. There's a lot of scandalous rumors about the Broncos, but I don't think – I honestly don't think he's going anywhere. I'm, I'm being I mean, completely honest. His best, chance of, Green <laughs> his best chance of going somewhere when you think about it, though, is, is literally pulling a Carson Palmer. The only way, the only reason Carson, Carson Palmer got to the Raiders is because he was straight up retired. Because he's like, I'm done. And they didn't want to trade him. And then he retired. So the Bengals are like, well, we're screwed. And then if they got a call from the Raiders, they're like, oh, hey, we want Carson Palmer. So then they trade him. And Carson Palmer's like, okay, well, I'll come out of retirement then. That's what he wanted. So that's, that's yeah. Rogers' best chance. But at the same time, it's it's kind of a bluff because Rodgers can't really afford to miss any more years because he's only got a few left. So it's kind of yep where where Palmer was only in his seventh season when that happened. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Rodgers is at the end of his career, so he could he could do that. Yeah. Um. Um. But I have been hearing that I guess like uh, Packer fans, there you know the scapegoat for them is uh. uh Roger's fiance, like they think she's behind and, and helping him make these decisions and and kind of pushing him because she wants she wants to go. To, she lives in California and he, you know, I think she wants him to possibly go to a California team or somewhere close. So a yeah. lot of Packer fans are kind of mad and they think that she has something to do with it. So she's like their scapegoat. That's who apparently they're mad at at the moment in Green Bay is Shailene Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was listening to Dan Patrick um, today and. and and a Green Bay fan called in and said that in Green Bond, like Green Bay's Twitter, it's all they're all freaking mad at her. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, well, here's here's what what my thing is is, uh, Aaron Rodgers is totally out of the picture. We already know this. Um. But I want to kind of move move on and 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 talk about Trey Lance a little bit more. 
Um, so Trey was saying how he he didn't know that he was going to get picked by the Niners until like two minutes before he was actually picked. Um, so, I mean, Kyle and John literally like kept it from everybody. <laughs> I mean, I was actually really surprised when I heard that. And, um, and that brings me to my other thing is Michael and Bordy said that um, he doesn't believe that Trey Lance was their guy since January. He still thinks that it was Mac Jones. Let me get your take on that because we were talking about that in the group chat, and and it's just crazy to think that this guy is like he's talking out of his culo or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my thing with with Lombardi is I used to actually like him because he was one of the you know the go to guys. For me, I think it has to do with the fact that he's no longer relevant. Because you go back a couple of years, the go-to guy for the NFL was Michael Lombardi. Michael Lombardi with yeah. the scoop. Michael Lombardi with this. He's irrelevant now. So he's trying to make himself relevant and trying to, you know, because he's not the same he that he was a few years ago. So he's going to always say anything that helps him, and, and he's not going to admit that he was wrong, especially if he's trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And, you know, he's saying stupid, ridiculous things like he's saying now just helps him stay relevant. I mean, if to me – I mean – he was like, oh, yeah, it's not going to be field. So he was technically right on that. But at the same time, he was, you know, all in on Mac Jones, too. You know, and then he said, well, oh, well, I got the sources. And the sort. I'm like, well, if your sources are ass, if freaking nobody knew the pick. I don't care what sources are what. And you say, well, the sources and my sources. Well, the sources freaking, you know, that tells you the story. I'm like, well. Your sources, your your freaking sources are jack shit. If the freaking the two guys that are making the pick haven't told anybody, <laughs> like at that yeah, whole time that. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna say he thinks that uh, there was some disagreement in, uh, in the office between uh, everybody in, inside the office, especially uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and I'm just over here like, no, like you can even tell by the press conferences after the draft that John Lynch was like, look, Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. He, that's all his decision right there. And with yeah, Jed York that before the way on draft day. <laughs> <laughs> he, so you got to remember in the, in the, the trade um, conference or wasn't, no, was it the, the one right before the draft where uh, uh, Lynch said that when it comes down to it, Kyle's going to make the pick. Like he's going to say his opinion, but when it comes down to it, it's going to be what Kyle wants, regardless if that's um, Lynch's um, agrees. So, you know, they were all saying that Lynch wanted Lance and Kyle wanted Mac. Well, if Kyle wanted Mac, it would have been Mac because Lynch Lynch literally said that when, if Kyle, Kyle gets the final decision. So, but like when they talked afterwards, when Kyle said like, you know, I was loving this kid in January and sent, you know, um, his, you know, sent his, um, film on Lance to, uh, to Lynch and Lynch stayed up all night watching it in January. That's what, two months before they made the, the, made the trade. Yep. So you're trying to tell me that they went, they, they like, dude, I literally was watching, um, ESPN and they still think that Mac was the original pick they traded up for and they changed up, traded to Lance, regardless of the fact that they were in love with Lance in January, two months before they made the trade. And um, 
you know, the fact that they did uh, an, an extra workout with Lance and did almost paid almost no attention to Mac. Um, and you, so you're telling me that they started looking at Lance in January, but the whole time it was Mac. These, all these, all of these, um, all these guys are so butthurt that they were so wrong and had no idea what was going on that they're, they're just sticking to it. Every single one of them. They're all like, they all saw it's still Mac. It was still Mac. I'm like, um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure um, it wasn't because the guys that made the pick said it wasn't, but yeah, you guys know more than they think they yeah. know more than the guys that made the pick. And I don't understand. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And now you, um, Kyle Shanahan's uh, looking at them and just laughing at them. Basically, he he loves he loves uh, leaving them hanging. Oh yeah, he mean said it in the press conference. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm wondering too is did did Lynch and Shanahan did they set the precedent for the draft? Like, is it going to be more secretive because it's more so? Like, think about it. This is probably the most anticipated draft that the NFL's had in a long time, and you know the NFL loves that kind of stuff. Because it gets viewership, it brings yep. in the money. So, yep. I wouldn't be surprised if this just starts a precedent, a precedent where, you know, the NFL is kind of encouraging teams. Hey, don't tell anybody your pick. I don't want any leaks, anything. I, I want you guys to be like Shanahan Lynch. Keep it quiet because then it causes all the speculation and all kinds of craziness um, with the fan base where they're going nuts and all they ca- they they can't think anything but what the pick's going to be and how the draft's going to go. Because it just makes mm-hmm. the draft more fun. Like, like even if it's not your team, imagine having a draft and nobody knows what the pick's going to be until it comes in, until the name is right I mean, along. Like that's that makes the draft ten times more exciting. Yeah, like I've never been so excited and nervous. Yeah, that's why everybody was literally. I mean, you look at all the reactions on Twitter from all the 49er fans, especially us when we we're on the draft show. Everybody was so freaking excited. Like they won the lottery or something. Exactly. Because like, we haven't drafted the, we haven't drafted a quarterback in like 10 plus years. Yeah. In the first round. And that's how that's how the draft should be. Like it should be quiet. Like it should be surprises. It should be mm-hmm. the, the you know the players don't know where they're going until a minute before the pick when they get a call. You know, the fans don't mm-hmm. know and it's it's the the draft is anticipated for for months and you're excited about it like if they could do it more like that where we don't know the pick like how great would have been if we didn't know that zach wilson was going to be the number two pick like we're like everybody and everybody was like oh my god what the heck are the jets going to do we all because yeah. we all everybody knew lawrence was going one regardless of who was there because he was going to be the best player exactly. coming out and get, but like from one on it would have been so much more fun had we not known anything past that like, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, it's locked in. Like, I don't want to know it's locked in. I want to freaking be, ex- I want to be surprised and it be an experience when they call the pick. Like, knowing months ahead of time is no fun. And like the draft, yeah, the draft, like, for... go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say that. So yeah, the, yeah. the draft right, is like gonna... for us diehards. Right. Yeah. For, the, for us, us diehards, the draft's freaking, we're always fun, but like, the more you do it where the anticipation builds and builds, you're going to get the more like casual fans are going to want to watch the draft too. Cause it's like watching a suspenseful yeah. movie in that exactly. first round. You're just like on the edge of your seat. Like what's going to happen? Is there going to be a trade? What the- <laughs> you just, 
the more that they can we can get teams to be more like what the Niners did this year is just going to make the draft so much more fun. Oh, well, also, too, is like for me, like, you know, the past couple of years, you know, like, yeah, I watched the draft, but I wasn't I wasn't into the draft as much as I was into this year's draft. And especially when it was talking about a quarterback and we literally we're talking like since the the day they made that trade to go up to three, we were literally talking about it in the group chat like every single day, right? And I mean, when it came down to it, as we're waiting, and when it said the Four Niners pick is in, all of our faces were just like, "Oh my God, please, Trey Lance, Trey Lance!" <laughs> and then as soon as that happened, oh, man. everybody jumped out of their chairs. I mean, it was like they freak. Like I said, like they like they won the lotto. And I mean, this is our future right here, man. Our future quarterback. Yeah, it's really. I'm yeah. really excited, dude. It's exciting for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, and, I was so uh, nervous, dude. Like I was like shaking, like oh my god. No. <laughs> well, I was like drinking my beer and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But oh man. <laughs> um. But uh. You know, so you know Trey Lance um, lands in in the Bay. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was it was Friday, right? Friday he landed landed in the Bay, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, he got to walk uh, Levi Stadium. Got to go to his locker. He's right between Jimmy Ward and uh, it was Jason Verrett, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's Verrett and Ward. I mean. That's pretty sweet, man. And then, um, and I mean, he looks so excited to be a Niner. Oh yeah, dude. He, I mean, he's so just excited. a kid, man. He's only twenty. Yeah, he's only twenty years old. He's a kid, man. Still can't That's, believe there's, that. There's a bit a big. There's a big deal, dude. He's still. I mean, I'd be yeah. freaking if I was at his age doing that kind of stuff. That's it's insane, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely exciting. And, uh, go ahead. I was going to say my, one of my favorite parts, though, about the, them uh, getting Lance to come and his family was when Kyle sent um, telling his uh, Kyle, um, Lance's parents not to freak out about the house prices in San Francisco because they're, <laughs> they're like these yeah. small little small tiny houses and they're freaking crazy expensive. Like after he did that, I just went <laughs> and went on I went on Zillow just to like look at the house prices right now in San Francisco and I was just like. Oh yeah, I would freak out too. <laughs> They're freaking crazy right now, dude. Dude, it's ridiculous. Insane. But um, I was gonna say is uh, I wanted to um, go ahead and and bring this up real fast. Um, so, Four um, Niners Hive page has uh, some new merch, Trey Area merch. If uh, you guys go ahead and. Go to that website, 49ers Hive, and our podcast Twitter page for Faithful Podcast 49. Um, I've been sharing on Twitter. If you guys go to our page, you can save 10% using FF10. So go ahead and check that out. The merch is actually pretty sweet. So uh, go check that out and go get one, guys. Save 10% using FF10. But, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, um, I just... I'm excited for this year, dude. I just wanted to start already. 
Um, I see. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this, man. Um, what do you think with these draft picks? Do you think the 49ers got better or do you think they're still like the same, like the same team? I mean, I definitely think they got better just because like, I, I kind of trust what Kyle's doing. Um, mm-hmm. With drafting Lance and the way he's, it looks like he's trying to build the team. Um, I think, um, you know, I think we're already really good as long as we're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely looked like they were trying to fill positions where they were worried about injuries because of uh, you know, what we dealt with last year. So, it, you know, it seems like they're trying to prepare. So I think we got better in the sense that we'll just be more prepared with injuries too. Um, but I think we're adding some guys that can come and con- contribute and um, make a difference. Like I think I think Trey Sermon's going to come in and contribute right away. Yeah, I think I think Sermon's going to have a, a big year for sure. Yeah, and then I think that the corner um, out of Michigan is going to come in and contribute right away. Um, so yeah. I we definitely I think we picked the yeah I think we picked a guy that that can come in and help right away. So that definitely makes us better on the defense because we get um, a, a guy that can ball out. That can help contribute right away. So um, I think we got better. Um, You know, it it might not be the way I thought the draft was going to go. It kind of surprised me the way it went, but I think, I think we got better. Um, But at the same time, only time will tell. We'll kind of see. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, Kyle feels pretty confident about some of the guys, the guys that they got though. And um, to be honest, you know, we, we might not have always hit on the first round guys. Um, Mm -hmm. With with uh, with Lynch and Kyle, but uh, the mid round guys, I mean, they've done fantastic. Look at all the great all the guys that are been fantastic that we have in the mid round. I mean, well, Warner, yeah, right. um, Kittle, yep. Debo. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so we all, from the second round on, we've been fantastic. So I have no doubt that these guys are all going to be great and contribute because we've done so well drafting in the mid rounds that. Uh, um, they're just always good at finding diamonds in the rough. That's why I feel like that safety we were talking about, there's a good chance he could come out and really be great just because of the fact that all, all those guys that have gone and around that, around that uh, part of the draft for us have, have panned out to be really good players. So I'm excited yeah. just because of the fact that we've just hit and hit and hit in the mid rounds. Well, I was going to ask you too is, so the Niners did sign an undrafted free agent. Um, Austin Watkins Jr., the wide receiver from UAB. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'm hearing 6'3", 210 pounds, caught 98 passes for 1,642 yards and nine touchdowns in three seasons. Um, he is the cousin of Sammy Watkins, actually. So, I mean, if he has the speed, bro, that's going to help out as well. Just like Sammy well, Watkins. 6-3, that almost makes me wonder, are we trying to maybe get a guy for to help in the red zone? Either we don't that have... or maybe even, maybe even a, a – uh, wow, I can't think of it right now. That, like the third receiver guy. Yeah, because uh, if you think about it, we don't have uh, a lot of height receiver. at that receiver. We yeah. don't have a lot of height at right receiver. So a 6-3 guy, that's kind of nice. I and mean, he'd technically be, what, the tallest guy because I think – I think Ayuk's at six two, right? 
Yep. Debo's Debo's yep. about six two. Um, so like Kittle's yeah, probably so. one of our, our tallest receiver, and he's a tight end. So, well, um, I mean, it would make sense to have a guy hurt. Where... Even though he's been hurt, Jalen Hurd's our tallest guy. That's true. So. That's true. Okay, so, so like, but maybe getting a, if I mean we did sign him, um, you know, a free as a free agent, but you know if he can come in and and um, go up and get the ball, especially in the red zone would be with his height and. Um, We'll kind of have to see because sometimes guys like that, you know, they pan out and um, sign him in free agency, but he'll definitely get a chance, you know, because we, um, we, we, I mean, we even drafted what Juwan Jennings in the seventh round and gave him a chance. I mean, it didn't work out to where yeah, he, he um, started, but he got to the practice squad. So um, if Watkins can come in and ball, we'll have to just see because that, that, I think that receiver three spots open. You know, oh, it's yeah. going to be a competition. It'll, it'll be a competition. Oh yeah, um, you know unless Herd's, um, unless her her is healthy, but we can't really count on that. I uh, you know I'm you know we we've been talking about Herd too a lot in the group chat, and you know I just I hope to God he stays healthy for the whole year because we have yet to see what he has besides the preseason, man. Oh, well, I mean, I think Kyle's got something cooked up for him, and there's a reason why. Uh, I think so. He that he's still on the team because Kyle's just waiting for him to have that healthy season because he's got to have some something up his sleeve with him because of the kind of player he is. And there's a mm-hmm. reason that the Niners haven't gave, given up on him. There, yeah, that must that's got to be Kyle. I mean, anybody else would just yeah, be I like, think... "Dude, we can't we can't keep you around anymore. You can't stay healthy." But they've kept him around for a reason. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm ready to see what what it is, man. I'm I'm really. Like I've been excited for him for the past two years, dude. Yeah, since we got we him, we all have. That's and and I think just because of that, we had the kind of, those kind of guys we have in the way Kyle has the offense. That's why, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if Lamy Lance plays well enough and beats out Jimmy too, just because, you know, most rookies don't get, you know, to start for a team with you know, with these with this kind of talent. Yeah. It's like why? That's why Lamar yeah. when he came in he played so good he Lamar got drafted at the end of the end of the first round to a team that was already got talent on the team so he started playing well, well right away also too is uh, you've never you never see um a quarterback get drafted by a, a good team in the top three in the draft mm-hmm. you know so I mean Trey Lance with Trey Lance walking into this um it's a good situation for him because it's a Super Bowl team already you know we, yeah, and that's that's the weird thing about it is you don't ever see that because normally good teams are in the end and they can't afford what it would yeah. cost to go that far up. But because we're exactly. only coming from twelve because we had an injury ridden season that ruined our season, not yep. because we're not a Super Bowl team. You don't and you don't yeah, like, see that ever happen very either like very often either where a Super Bowl t- team gets that injured and that ruin their whole season destroyed. Where mm-hmm. where, you know, and then they have an opportunity to go and get a guy like that. So the, our kind of roster getting a, a rookie quarterbacks never really happened. So the fact that that's never happened, it might, could be the way where he's the first rookie to win a Super Bowl, but that's only if he plays. I mean, that's it, still a long shot. Yeah. Cause it's never happened, yep. but he's also in a good um, position to do so. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people are, you know, are giving up on Jimmy. Um, I'm just like you, you know, I still believe in Jimmy. 
But like you said, you know, if Jimmy does get hurt, um, I see Trey Lance coming in and basically pulling a Colin Kaepernick uh, with Alex Smith. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, so, but it's it, it's going to be interesting to see for sure. Well, just the most the most I think the most intriguing thing for me with Lance is his intelligence and his ability to. Um, call protections and plays and stuff at the line because he did do that in college. So uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how well he can possibly adapt and do that in the NFL because mm-hmm. and I don't know if Kyle, uh, like, uh, like that, cause I feel like that could even add even more to Kyle's offense because obviously Kyle want, is going to want to be calling a lot of the plays too. But um if he trusts Lance to call the plays as well, Lance because Lance is able to see what he's working with with the way the defense is is playing them, because obviously yeah. he's going to see the game a little bit probably better, a little bit different than Kyle because you know. So if Kyle has a quarterback that he can have. Okay, well here's our set of plays, but I want you to if you see that a play might work, um, I want you to call it. I mean that dude that that's like a, I mean that's to me the biggest dynamic of the offense if he can do that because, like. If you look and see why, like, like Dan Marino, why he excelled so well so early in his career, like right away, like he literally was ta- his coach tasked him with freaking calling all the plays, made him learn the playbook, made him call all the plays, and they were he was an absolute beast. And there's his second year in the season, he went to the Super Bowl, calling the play- mm-hmm. plays as a, as a you know in his second season. So. Um, that's why I'm really intrigued just because um, hearing that Lance might have that kind of ability, you know, ability that one of the great all time greatest quarterbacks had in Dan Marino. Um, I'm really intrigued to see if, uh, if that's what he does here in the NFL and he's, he's able to call protections and, and kind of see the field that way where he can even possibly call plays. Um, I'm really excited for that. Cause if, if he, if we can add that to, to his, you know, his athleticism and everything, <laughs> He's gonna be dangerous. Well, I also want to uh, see how he is in uh, shotgun formation too, because Kyle likes to call a lot of those um, too during the game. Yeah. So that, well, that'll be interesting to see because I know he was uh, under or on the line of scrimmage a lot at North Dakota State. So that'd be interesting to, really, that, to see. You know, that's a good thing that he was because a lot of guys that are that play the way he does being a running guy and stuff, they all, they do a shotgun and they don't do under center enough. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's kind of a win, big win for us. The fact that he is already an under center kind of guy. Cause when you think about yeah. guys that play the game, the way he does, um, they're normally just shotgun guys because they're running and they're mm-hmm. doing, you know, the, 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 uh, the zone reads and stuff. So it's always out of the shotgun. But getting a guy that's already done well and excelled under center and can do those things, just exciting to see where it's going to go just because he's just – I feel like he's a lot farther ahead in, in different um, – like he's also behind because of experience and stuff, but he's farther ahead with some of these other uh, running quarterbacks in the NFL just because, um, you know, what he did in college. Like – Yeah. Um. You know, because it's like, you know, Lamar, you see Lamar, but when, you know, it seems like Lance might be a little more ahead because of his ability to go under center and, and the things he can do, throwing throwing the ball and different things like that, to where mm-hmm. Lamar is still kind of slowly working on that. 
and and, can, and he can just run. But like the fact that we know that Lance can run and he's already kind of a little bit, uh, you know, a couple steps ahead of Lamar throwing the ball, and we've seen what Lamar can do. So it's just it, it's yeah. just exciting to see what Lance is going to do. Not to mention Lance is the kind of guy that can run people over. Yeah, and you know, um, like I said to you know, listening to KMBR today. Um, uh, Mike McGlinchey was on 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 the show, and he was saying, you know, because they asked him about Jimmy, and you know, everybody's still saying, you know, Jimmy's our guy, and Trey's our guy too. So, um, you know, they still believe in Jimmy, and um, so do I. And you know, we just got to see what what happens uh, during the season. But regardless of the fact, I'm still. I'm still excited to to get the season started and just uh, ball out, you know? Yeah, I'm ready to analyze some football games. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I, that's what I'm ready for. That's what, I, that's what I feel like I'm good at, and that's what I do well. It's just watching the game and being able to talk about what I'm seeing. So that's what I'm ready for. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, man. Um so, um, so I just want to, we're going to close this out right now. Um, but I want to get your take, uh, with this season coming up pretty soon. Um, do you see our team being a Super Bowl contender this year? Like being in the Super um, Bowl? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think, I think we can. Um, I think that's what, I think the, the most exciting part about this season is, I do think we can do that, but it's just we don't know where it's going to go. And I'm just excited mm-hmm. because I know that we're good, but I don't know how I don't know how the story is going to going to unfold. We don't know yeah. how how it's going to go from here until the you know the end of this the next season. Like there's so many different things that can happen in it and it's just going to be fun to go along for the ride. Cuz I know we're going to be yeah. a playoff team, but it's going to be fun to go along for the ride because I mean, dude, our our um, division is just unreal now, right now, dude. And it's just going to be so much fun. It's really it, it going to be so much fun. It Thank is. You. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for that for sure. I also just wanted to mention real fast, um, watching Trey Lance's film um, from North Dakota, he reminds me a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. Like you know, like on the run when he when he throws the ball and everything. Like I just kind of I mean, saw a little bit of Patrick. <laughs> I mean that makes sense just because like, you know, Lance has the arm strength and can put the ball where he needs to. But at the same time, you know, they talk about how he lacks in it a little bit of accuracy. But Mahomes still lacks in the accuracy too. I mean, he can throw the ball from everywhere, but he still lacks. He still lacks in complete accuracy. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, that's why like. Complete accuracy might be a little overrated. Um, it's nice to have, you know, but you know, not everybody's going to be a freaking Peyton Manning accuracy wise. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, I, I do. Have my, my biggest reservation is maybe just kind of the way um, the motion um, that uh, Lance throws the ball. Because of that motion, he can easily he can get the ball knocked out of his hands at times if he's getting rushed. So I'm worried about that because he starts from so down here to wind up. 
you yeah. can tell that he, he you can tell he, you can tell that he didn't uh, go to the Manning football camp because if he did, he be that ball would be from here to there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's why Manning was so great because. Yeah, Manning didn't have always the arm strength, but Manning can get that ball out and freaking gone. It's it's yep. here and it's gone. So <laughs> I'm hoping that they can yep. work on work on that part of his game to where he's not like he's from here and that that, yeah, that longer think, wind up worries me because that's when the ball gets knocked out. I I think uh, once OTAs and training camp starts and everything, I feel like the quarterback coach is definitely gonna uh, work with him with with that. Um, so like, I'm not too worried about it. Um, cause I mean, once again, you know, he only played 17 games, so yeah, he's going to, because of his arm strength, he can get the, he can get the ball out fast cause of his arm strength, but it'll be even better if he can, uh, shorten up that, that wind up and, and not start from down yeah. from so low. If he can start up from high up here and go, it, it's going to, uh-huh. it, it's going to add a, you know, whole dimension to the way he throws the ball. So. That's that's just the one thing I want to see him improve. Hopefully, um, it's yeah. just coming from down here and, and going. Yeah. All right. I think that's gonna do it for us. Um, I want to go ahead and share real quick. Um, if you guys can subscribe to our channel for our faithful podcast, give us a follow on Twitter ffpod49, and give us a follow on Instagram forever faithful with two eyes podcast. Uh, once again, you guys, um, go check out our merchandise store uh, where you get all your favorite faithful podcasts merch. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace, guys.